You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Networks Talking Wrestling. And I'm your host, Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. But before we get to the podcast, you know what you got to do. Hit us up on all the social media outlets. If you could do that for me, please hit us up on the Twitter at TNWPod. Hit us on the Instagram at Talking Wrestling Podcast at Instagram.com. We're over on Facebook at Facebook backslash Talking Wrestling. Also, send us a Gmail. You have questions? Shoot us a Gmail at talkingwrestling at gmail.com. Remember, Talking Wrestling is where any and most popular podcasts are found. Check us out on Apple Music. Check us out on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. Give us a favorable review, and we will mention you on the show. Give us five stars as well. We'd appreciate that. Not only that, we are also on Spotify Check us out on Spotify. We were there before Joe Rogan, and we'll be there after Joe Rogan. Uh, Also, check me out, Casey Corbin, on Spotify. I have four comedy CDs, absolutely free, waiting for you to listen to them. Give me a follow, and uh, listen to a CD. Have some laughs on me. With that said, that is pretty much everywhere we are. I can't think of anywhere we're we're forgetting. But that is it. And now, are you excited? I'm excited. He's right here. He's waiting. He's been dying to talk some wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show my co-host with the most, Cinnamon and Toast. It's Reese Turner. Oh, you're on. Not too much, not too much. How you doing? How are things? Oh, buddy, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling just wonderful. How about you? I am super duper because it has been a super duper week of wrestling. Yeah, oh. come on. Come on. What a week. What I can't week. even, to be honest, uh, I, I tried to watch WWE Monday Night Raw this week. And I couldn't do it. A tag team turmoil tournament going through the whole thing <laughs> with a bunch of tag teams that I don't care about. The tag team turmoil. Oh, my God. This is what they just put out that, you know, I know you don't think you're in a war with AEW, and maybe you're not. But, you know, take a look at what they're doing. You know, their storylines all make sense. They've yep. all unfolded over time. Uh, you're seeing, you know, like in a match where you think, oh my God, Eddie Kingston can't lose, especially cleanly. No, you actually, you predicted it. You're like, sometimes even though, uh, you know, the guy is popular right now, sometimes they have to lose a match. And you said that pretty much exactly last week. And then you said Miro was going to go over. And you yeah. were right. There was no, yeah, was. 
I'm fantasizing about Lana coming back and all this stuff. No, no Lana, no Lana. I just was, animal. Just um, like, and it was a good fight. The Miro uh, Eddie Kingston, like Miro's chest was fucked up at the end. I don't yeah. know if you saw that from the chops and everything, but oh, yeah. but what a card, what a show. Yeah, honestly, I was at a cottage. I was at a cottage in like the, one of the most remote parts of uh, southern Ontario, if there is such a thing. Uh, and, and I got a message from somebody saying, are you watching this pay-per-view? And I said, I'm at a cottage. And he said, turn on the pay-per-view. <laughs> and then I found a way to turn on that pay-per-view, and I watched it. Boy, was I happy I did, man. Woo-hoo! I cannot rem- tell you the last time where I watched a pay-per-view, went to bed happy, woke up the next day, and said, I think I'm going to watch that pay-per-view again. And watched it the entire next day. Yeah. And then just sat there and enjoyed it like twice as much. Like at the end, I know we're out of we're out of focus here, here, but at the end where Kenny Omega says nobody can beat me, and he's like, you gotta be all you've had already been on the card, and you're tired, or even worse, you're dead. And when he said dead, I think some people might have thought he was talking about Brody Lee, but he wasn't. Oh, he was yeah, talking about. Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole, baby. Because if you followed the B, the Elite, the the Elite TV show or YouTube show. I follow it. And if you followed it forever, you will know, you would know that four years ago, Adam Cole was a regular, for five years ago, Adam Cole was a regular every week on being the Elite. He was part of their crew. He was yeah. part of their posse, and um, I remember, and then when he left to go to NXT, they literally killed him off. They <laughs> killed his character, and he died. So when <laughs> when Kenny Omega says, or they're already dead, he was alluding to Adam Cole. Then the Adam Cole music hits. Yeah. Adam Cole comes out, and just because of everything I said... I knew he wasn't going to be against the the young bucks and everybody. I knew he was going to join them. And you know how I knew? It's fucked up. It's so fucked up because then I, I watched a video and somebody else said, "This is it. This is when I knew. The moment I knew." I looked at. I don't know what did it, but something drew my attention to his feet. They're all wearing Jordans. All wearing Jordans. Exactly. And that's what, like, it, Buddy, as soon as I saw that, I'm like this. <gasps> and then sure as shit, it's, boom, it happened. It's kind of, it kind of is a giveaway. Like, and not only that, right in the middle of his chest. I know it's all elite wrestling, but he had elite written right across his chest. And there was no, he came in and like, he's so Tom Cruise. He's so yeah. Tom Buddy. Cruise. Buddy. He's Magnolia Tom Cruise. That's who he is. (laughs) He's the coolest Tom Cruise out of all the Tom Cruises. He has that. (laughs) Cooler than cocktail Tom Cruise. Cooler than cocktail Tom Cruise. 
You see that kick to the Jungle Boy's face? Because Jungle Boy didn't see it. And 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 then it's like, oh my god. Oh, oh like a light. You know. And then the next thing you know, they're trying to say goodnight the way only Kenny can, the way the elite like, like to close their shows. And then Dan- Brian Danielson comes in. Oh, oh God. I was in Magic, te- bro. I, I was in tears. I was yeah. in tears. Magic, bro. Like, I literally was in tears. I was, like, When that music up. hit, when the... When Ride of the yeah. Valkyries really kicked out, I was like this. No way! A double debut! The, what? And, and the best thing is... um. It, they only use the start of the song, and yeah. then they slip it into some rap like beat, some well, cool no, it's beat. Well, a trip hop version of that song. Oh, well, it's fantastic. Yeah. And then, um, you know, because that music is just, the first start of that music. It's just there to cue the fans to start doing yes. He doesn't have to do it ever again. Yeah. And Never. he said he probably won't do it and won't acknowledge it. But if you guys want to do it, perfect. You know, which yeah. is means it the yes chant is going to go on. It's not going yeah. anywhere. No. Uh, it's, actually, it's actually crossed over, like, whenever the New York Islanders score a goal, they do the yes chant. That's so amazing. it's crossed over into mainstream sports. Um, just so great. So the first, the first match, right off the, right off the gate, right out of the gate, um, was Eddie Kingston and Miro. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now we had a like an eight a ten man tag team before, which yeah. amazes me at how much they've been using Jungle Boy lately, and how everybody like when everybody comes here, the first name out of their mouth or one of the first people they want to wrestle is Jungle Boy, and he's on the he's not even on the pay per view, he's on the undercard, yeah. and. Uh, and but that's match. a free match that everybody can watch, though. Oh, you and know, and you know what? Our Jungle Boy stole the show. Did you see he was on uh, Luchasaurus' shoulders? And the guy goes to fucking do it. Or no, he was on the other guy's shoulders, like Jack Evans' shoulders. And the other guy went to do a flying body press on him. And he went backwards, like Matrix, all fucking Matrix style. And then the other guy went to get him. And he fucking did a power slam with them off Amazing. of the guy's shoulders. In yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, dude. Ow. This, is a, this I said I said it to uh, my buddy uh, actually the other day because uh, he doesn't really watch professional wrestling. Yeah, but I showed him uh, one of the matches on this card, and then he's like, "Show me some more." Yeah, and, and it's just like that kind of shit, man. Is like the appeal of what these guys are doing. Yeah. It's like you see stuff like this where he fucking he dodges a body and then power slams a man off of another man. Yeah. Come on, bud. What a spot. Just w- probably one of the best spots of the night. Maybe next to CM Punk just sitting up. <laughs> that was oh, That was a good one too. That and was, then he's just like <laughs> uh, he's it was super great. proud with himself. It yeah. Was so good. You know, of course he had to probably clear that. Hey, would you mind if I did this? And of course Darby's like yeah you lead the way bud like um you know and and talk about a match there like okay we'll get to it but uh john the second match in is moxley 
when your first match is in a title match and your second match is John Moxley, you know you have a stacked roster. For real. You know, and then he's wrestling Kojima. We were right about this. Moxley did win the match, but nobody <laughs> predicted Minoru Suzuki coming out. And, <laughs> nope. and now, and also, how great was Minoru Suzuki against John Moxley last night on Ooh. AEW Dynamite? Ooh. Like, Ooh. right in Cincinnati, the nat, what the nasty natty, as they call. I don't know. Is that when the nickname Nasty Natty? Is that the nickname for Cincinnati or Natty Nightheart? I don't know, but uh, you know. But it's a good nickname. And Suzuki was great. I loved. Did you watch Dynamite last night? Yeah. All yeah, the trolling Brian Pillman's family. You know, was uh, was so good. Well, some of it was. Uh, we'll get to it. Let's we'll get to yeah. it. Let's let's keep going with this. So interview. so Suzuki <laughs> Suzuki the fourth door is open. Suzuki comes in. So cool. Minoru Suzuki is a motherfucking badass. You know, he had an incident Jeez. with Ken Shamrock years ago. I had Ken Shamrock on the show. I asked him about it. He did not want to talk about it. That's how <laughs> badass Minoru Suzuki is. You're know, um, the world's most dangerous man. Don't want to talk about you. You, you know you're something. I took a picture with him when I was nervous the whole time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so follow. Oh, so then we had uh, we had uh, what do we have next? Uh, following that match, uh, Minoru Suzuki, uh, Britt Baker uh, defends yep. the AEW Championship against uh, Chris uh, Statlander, Statlander, the Alien, who's yeah. accompanied by Orange Cassidy. Who yeah. was more involved in this match than he was in his match in the pre-show? Um, Baker, uh, you know, this was a great match. Uh, Britt Baker is the top of the game. Um, Statlander is, you know, they people love her. Uh, I'm not into the alien thing. I like there's a there are a ton of women, and and Ruby Soho, she gets to go to the front of the line because she won. The Casino Woman's Battle, Battle Royal, Royal, which yeah. is which is coming up, but um, this was this match. You, you didn't think it was going to happen. You knew Brett Baker was going to win. I wasn't sure how she was going to win, but in the end, um, how do you how can, you can't tap out to the lockjaw because she's got your arms locked and your jaw locked, so you can't say I quit, and you can't even tap out. You what can the, flail? You just have to just lay there, like pass out. I guess so. Uh, Britt Baker goes over. Uh, then, of course, we have. I felt like was the first main event of the first half of the show, the Young Bucks in the Steel Cage against Lucha Brothers, the it, best tag team in the world. The, the two best tag teams, as far as I'm concerned, oh, in the yeah. world right now. Uh, these guys have 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 had a history with each other of swapping titles uh, all over the world. Uh, they are fantastic together. They know their wrestling styles are so similar. And um, JR made him, I don't think JR understood what was going on. Cause JR was like, <laughs> JR was like, first of all, um, he said, I, I don't, under, he's like, I guess these men think they're in a Texas tornado match. I was like, no, JR. It's a steel okay, cage man. match. There are no rules in a steel cage. So why are guys going to hold on to a tag rope and wait outside in the apron to be tagged? 
They're two tag teams. It's a tag team steel cage match. It doesn't mean it's a tag team match. It's a steel cage match with tag teams. With tag teams, JR, you fuck. Come on. How do you not? Sorry, JR. I love you. I love you. But how do you not know that? He was like, pretend like, you know, and and, uh, Cornette actually gave the pay-per-view credit because like, I feel like this is the first time where they didn't bury the ref. So, um, you know, uh, this cage match was great. The one part with the Nike, with the Air Jordan, with the with the thumbtacks on it. Oh my god! At that point, I was like, "Why didn't you just buy a pair of golf shoes?" Um, Jordan golf shoes, they have them. They do have Gordon golf shoes, yeah. and you can get yeah. real spikes for them. I yeah. was like, "Just get a real pair of cleats." I liked what they did. Of I course, it. it was. It was it's cool. It was so great. <laughs> and and you know it worked because it ripped fucking Penta's mask, and yeah. Penta was bleeding all under that mask. Like, mad. I think his family didn't even want to hug him at the end of the match. That um fucked up. There was blood all over the place. Oh. Same with uh, with Ray Fenix. And, uh, you know, the, the, the shoe gimmick was great. Um, you know, it's just like, fuck it. It was such a good match. And it didn't go the way you think it went because the Lucha Brothers came out with the titles. And uh, and new new champions. So I'm so happy that happened. I fought super hard for that. And you're when when Ray Phoenix went up to the cage, and like he went up to the top of the cage, a flying body press on all three. But before the flying body press, when they were gonna do the fucking the spike pile driver gimmick off the top, I was like, "This, oh my god, they're gonna win! Mm -hmm. They're gonna win!" And then the super kick happened. I'm like, "This." No, no, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. Ray's stuck up there. He's stuck. Yeah. And then it got all switched around, and I was like, "This, oh, my God. What the fuck? Yes. That's one of my favorite cage spots of all time. The vertical. That Ray Phoenix has implicit trust in Penta and the Young Bucks to yeah. jump. Because he – a lot of people, when they go off the cage, they just kind of go off the cage. They go down. They go down. He, Jumped, jumped off up. the cage. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was impressive to see. That was one of, that image should make those all time lists of like iconic wrestling images. Yeah. Him jumping because he's like two, three feet off the ground, off the the fucking yeah, scaffold above. on top. Yeah, amazing. Just such an amazing human being. Yeah, it's like jumping off a bridge. You just really need to step off the bridge. And let the gravity do the work. But, yeah, when, but you see, when you see a guy that jumps, you're like, holy <laughs> fuck. You know, yeah. you don't need yeah. to get any higher than the 43 feet we're at right now. You know, exactly. Yeah. We don't need to be any higher. He jumped up just like Superfly Snooker. Uh, he jumped up and out. So well, how are we going to follow this? Uh, they did the WWF uh, way. They uh, said, bring out the girls. And uh, they uh, they followed it with the twenty one woman casino battle royal. It was great, and I'll tell you why it was great because it's it, sure it, it's how do you match something of that caliber like what just happened? No, you, you have to you have so, to change it completely. Somebody's right? got to eat a dick. Somebody's yeah. no, got to change, eat. flip it, and then nobody has to eat a dick. If you just well, did a singles match, somebody would have ate a dick. Well, that's but what to, I thought. Well, this yeah. is what I thought was. This is why I liked it like this too. The card like this because. That was the first main event. And then we have the Battle Royal, 
and then it's just main events after that. So yeah, it's great. It's so great. You know, what a show. What a fucking show. And not only that, the battle, the women's match afterwards. It wasn't a um, a squash match by any means. No. Um, Ruby Soho comes out. I already Dave love Hughes. her way more than Ruby Riot. Yeah. Um, people are acting like Ronda Rousey has joined AEW. They were going nuts for Ruby yeah. Soho, who's never really done anything in the WWE because they never gave her the chance. Never gave her the shot. But you know what? She had the fucking music. She has the look. She has the 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 gear now. Like everything. Yeah. And she's had the time off, and she knows what she wants to do, and she's in creative control of her career, and she's not going to get stuck with, uh, you know, fucking Sarah, what's her name, uh, the forest girl that married the Viking. Sarah Werewolf. Yeah, Sarah Werewolf. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, like, she's at a good point in her career, and this is the right move to make. And you know what? Uh she ended up eliminating Thunder Rosa, who was my pick to, well, no, I said Jake Cargill, and then you said Thunder Rosa, I think, or maybe Cargill, but you said you wouldn't be surprised if Soho, if Ruby Soho won. I do think you said that. I can't remember, but I'll take it. You'll if take you it. think I was that right, I was that right. Look, at, we, hey, this we weren't as right as SummerSlam, which no, means the WWE is predictable. Yeah. <laughs> but right exactly. there, with this one, you know, like nobody predicted Suzuki coming out. Um, nobody predicted the, you know, you predicted the Lucha Brothers. You predicted Britt Baker. You predicted Moxley. You predicted Eddie Kingston losing. Um, you know, so so far you're you're like on par. You like you fucking you're 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 playing par right now. I'm far golf, baby. Uh, the you know the Thunder Road. We were wrong on the on the. I think you might have been a little bit right on the on the battle royal. And then Chris Jericho faces MJF, where Jericho's career is on the line. And uh, here's the first of the big three of the big three matches. And you're like, fuck, what a match this was. Yeah. MJF yeah. is trolling everybody from the get-go. He is the Jericho clock going. So good. And everybody so good. <laughs> thinks everybody thinks Jericho's gonna come out, and then it's like Jericho comes up and it's his last match. And then you know it's MJF. And then he comes in like, I think he's so influenced by Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee. And I think that tribute was apparent when he wore the very Lawler-esque robe. robe. Um, You know, very King-like. He looked great in it. Um, The match happens. Jericho comes out. I feel bad that Rich... um, Jericho's uh, number one guitarist, uh, Rich, uh, I- I- he's not feeling well, so he they had to use the second guitarist of, of Jericho's band, Fozzie, and he came out and played the uh, the Judas song on the guitar, which is yeah. not how it's meant to be played, because he sang, he played the, the lyrics, like, on the guitar. That's yeah. not how the song is played, actually, on guitar. No. no, but it was very interesting, kind of Shinsuke-ish, or yeah. uh, actually, that's one of the, WWE right now has a guy who plays Shinsuke's music, Ricky Boogs. Yeah, and he uh, he's over right now. People he's love super him, over. super over. 
Um, so so it's kind of funny, but but whatever. It's the only thing Jericho hadn't done with the song just yet. Um, he should have had the whole band out. He should have had the whole band Fozzie. Yeah, fucking right. They're going about to go on tour. I think it's because the lead guitarist was sick. So um, so anyway, because uh, they were saying there was one show where they're gonna have to do it as a four a four a four piece band. So one show had uh, Rich Swan was not not Rich Swan. Um, Rich what? Homie Quan. No, his name is Rich. Uh, it's gonna bother Boss. me. I'm gonna forget. But anyways, I'm back to it. But Jericho MJF, what a match, and uh, just fucking fantastic. Um, you know, and just uh, in a couple of false victories, close close attempts. Of course, the the ring comes into uh, Faye. Oh, Jericho loses at first, and then his foot was on the rope. Yeah, and they had another ref at ringside, but the ref was explained why he was at ringside. So it wasn't just for the purpose of the match. He was doing something, and then he said, "No, I saw it." His so then uh, Aubrey starts the match back up, and uh, the match will. Continue. Perfect. And uh, Jericho locks him in. Before you know it, he's got him locked in the walls of Jericho. Uh, he uh, did cinch up and do the knee to the head at one point. He, he he tried to, but he couldn't keep his balance. I think so. He switched back. Exactly. But he was going for the lion tamer. But, but... he was going to lion tame him a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. And uh, that was great. Jericho wins the victory. He's going to come back, but he's going to go away for a bit. Uh, so then, here we go. CM Punk. CM Punk against Darby Allen, And um, seven years. First of all, tights or trunks, what do you like on CM Punk? I like, honestly, people were ragging on his pants, but I prefer, like, I don't mind if a dude wants to wrestle in pants. I don't need to see his upper thigh to see him wrestle. Neither do I. I thought it looked good. And I like yeah, I like something. Cool. I look it. You can't come back the exact same because nope. the, the doll's going to be the exact same. Mm-hmm. You know, Jericho always changes up his looks because that means there's another Jericho doll, you know? He's not stupid. Smart. He's a smart boy, that More, Christopher. He's a good guy, boy. Good guy, boy. <laughs> so that's so he knows. So you got to change your look up. He can't yeah. be the CM. Look it. You got CM Punk back. Yeah. Stop whining about it. Don't whine about his trunks. Yeah. Shut up already about whining about CM Punk. Maybe he's got uh, cankles in his old age. You don't even Maybe know. Maybe he's got a varicose vein on his thigh. Why are you being so judgy, crap? Yeah. Maybe he doesn't want to shave his legs anymore. You ever think Maybe that? he got a really embarrassing tattoo of Jaden Smith. Oh my God! I heard that. No, who knows? Um, <laughs> it was okay, he's the only fan of that Karate Kid version. You know, like <laughs> it's the, a superior Karate Kid. <laughs> I'm like, it wasn't even karate. They were doing kung fu uh, oh. the whole movie. Um, Jericho wins. Great. CM Punk comes in. Face Darby Allen. As we said, the the best part, he sits up. I love that Sting stayed up top, was not there to interfere. Let's let these two guys go, yeah. and uh, and fuck they did they go. Yeah. Everybody knows Darby Allen is for real. This guy is a main eventer. Uh, 
Sting afterwards said to CM Punk, I think what you did for Darby tonight felt like what Ric Flair did for me in the first Clash of Champions years ago. So uh, everybody knows that Flair took Sting out, had a match with him 45 minutes, and uh, the rest is history. Sting was a main eventer from that point on. I think the same. This match is that it put Darby Allen into a new level. Um, great to see the go to sleep to win. Although everybody, like back in the day, it was a great finisher. Now everybody uses knees to the head. Yeah, he used it a couple times too. It wasn't just a one and done. No. He had to hit it a couple times. He has to because knees are so commonly used now. We, yeah. we know that one isn't going to do it maybe. So after the first main event, we have the Paul White match against QT Marshall. Basically, it's exactly what you thought. Squash match, come down, uh, him punch him, face, choke slam. That's it. Choke slam from the top rope. Uh, at that. And then finally, Kenny Omega accompanied by Don Callis. And uh, he's going up against Kristen Cage. I'm just going to say this right now. I love Christian Cage. I have always yeah. loved Christian Cage. And um, Christian Cage, actually, I, I know it sounds like a Bret Hart thing, but Christian Cage inspired me to, oh. um, when I was thinking about leaving Yuck Yucks, I was like, why would I leave Yuck Yucks? Like the, I, I used to aspire to be here. This is all I ever wanted to be. And at the same time, uh, Christian left for TNA. And I uh, thought, I'm sure he only wanted to ever go to WWE. And yeah. I'm sure it took him a lot of balls to leave WWE to go to TNA. But he's happy in TNA, and he's a world champion in TNA. And that's something they weren't going to give him in the WWE. I love that. And then that's the way I looked at it as headlining. I'm like, or, or like, Yuck Yucks are never going to give me the great gigs. They're going to give me good gigs, but I'm never going to get the great gigs. I was like... I think I have to leave Yuck Yucks and become a, a you know, on my own, something yeah. better. And then, like, Christian leaving inspired me to leave Yuck Yucks. I know that sounds yeah. ridiculous, but it's 100% truth. Um, and this There's also a good Canadian boy. He's a good Canadian boy. <laughs> this main event is just a couple of good Canadian boys. Um... What's great about this is uh, it's Christian Cage's best match of his career, I thought, by far. Like, excluding the table, ladder, chairs matches. Yeah. Just for Christian. This, this is was definitely his best match. later Christian. This is definitely Christian's. Uh, what a show they put on those two men. And they're not spring chickens. Well, no, no, they're not. No, Christian is the same age as myself, and Kenny Omega is about 39, I do believe, 38 probably, yeah. maybe 36. But, but um, you know, Kenny Omega, just the guy is a fucking machine. He's the best wrestler in the world. Yep. You know, after the great, what a great match, you know, and it's just like there were – Several times where Christian Cage had the pin, and I oh, yeah. he kicked out a two yeah. or two and a half, yeah. and I thought like, oh my god, oh my cousin, oh. he, oh. he beat yeah. him once. He, he how yeah. many people can even say they beat Kenny Omega once, let alone twice? 
So exactly. You know, it's not a long list of people. Um, but wow, like such a great match, and yeah, uh, what a great way. And then, of course, the end of the show. You know, the next day the debut. I watched all of the press conferences. Yeah. They they had them all. I watched, you know, fucking Tony Khan get mushy with CM Punk and give him a hug. You know, <laughs> thanked him for coming. Like, and not only that, all those guys didn't sign their contracts until they got there that day. CM Punk was already wrestling without a contract. He just signed it before the match. And yeah. Daniel Bryan signed his before. Adam Cole knew he was coming. He was yeah. like, he was like, yeah. Oh, and I love that on Dynamite. How they made a, they alluded earlier to Tony Shinovi's crush on Britt Baker, which has always been there. Winner yeah. leg. Tony was the one that used to interview her. And the, I think one of the girls called him out. She's like, I know Britt's your girl. Yeah. But, you know, and I, who, who said that to him? I don't know. It was like Thunder Rosa or somebody. It was somebody who was a heel, but it was great because they called him on it. And then at the end of the night, Adam Cole was like, hey, I know you have a thing for my girl, but if I ever see you look out of the if I ever see you look the wrong way at her ever, I'm going to fucking beat your fucking head in. Now get out of the ring, nerd. Like, he's, oh, it was so good. Yeah. So good. And then Tony Shinobi sort of stands there. He's like, get the fuck down off the apron, you know? And I, so and I don't even know if Tony Shinobi likes Britt Baker that way. His earrings say he doesn't. But, ah. you know, um, <laughs> but I, I'm sure he does appreciate her in some uh, fantasy way. But yeah. I just love that, you know, like Adam Cole has to prove that he's a heel. I feel oh, like, yeah. you know, because he's so likable. And uh, that's why he's Magnolia Tom Cruise. He's a heel, you know. Um, yeah, that was great. And then, who else was? Uh, what was CM Punk got challenged on Dynamite last night? But Taz interrupted him. Taz is like, "I got some guys," and uh, he's like, uh, "Who's he gonna wrestle? Hobbs?" You know, that'd be like, great. That'd, Ricky Starks. Yeah, Ricky Starks. Yes, that would be great. You know, um, yeah, it'll be. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. There's a lot of good guys who can wrestle. So many. That's what's great about AEW, man. It's it, This is like we're seeing some good stories being told. Like, imagine, like, okay, there more people are obviously going to jump over to AEW over time. But, like, imagine when people, like, if people like Apollo Crews jump over and he doesn't have to do that fucking accent anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a very talented fucking dude. Well, what about what about what happened? Um, Kevin Owens tweeted yeah. coordinates of to Mount Rushmore. Place. Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Mount Rushmore back in PWG was a faction of the Consisting Young Bucks. Of, the Young yeah. Bucks, Kevin Owens, and Adam Cole, baby. Now, this isn't the first time. That Kevin Owens has trolled uh, fans like this. Um, there was one time he posted a picture of him and Adam Cole, both with their world titles, lying in the same bed. 
Hey. And everybody went fucking nuts. But it didn't mean anything. It was just him trolling because they both were world champs at the time. Um, this Oh, yeah, PWG and Ring of Honor. They were also the, the, the Four Horsemen. I mean, the, the Mount Rushmore there as well. Um, so the thing is, is now everybody's expecting Kevin Owens. It turns out his contract is up in January. Uh, and, uh, Sammy Zayn's is up in the fall. Wait, here's another little thing also on Kevin Owens' uh, Twitter account, apparently. His location, you said, say, almost, almost there. there. And then the Young Bucks location says, there? There. Yeah. There. Yeah. I So I think he's trolling. And because I also know, like, Kevin Owens has been asked about AEW before, and yeah. he said, all my life, it's been my dream just to wrestle in the WWE, and that's the he's only place it. where I want to be. He's done it. Now I, he's going to go. I bet you he goes. I bet you he goes. I think right now he's trolling. I think I he's just he trolling goes. the way he has in the past. Um, Come March, St. Patrick's Day, if the AEW does like a, a special called like the St. Patrick's Day Smash It'll be in like Montreal or something stupid. And then Kevin <laughs> Steen is going to make his comeback. But here's the thing you can't have Mount Rushmore anymore because you got the elite again. Like you can't segregate the elite even more. You can't compartmentalize them further. Well, this is, this would not happen till January though. So who knows what's going to happen between now and then? Just and again, um, in order, we'll, we'll know what. We'll see what Sami Zayn does. Yeah. Because I have a feeling that El Generico might be showing up in AEW. Imagine if <laughs> Sami Zayn wrestled in WWE and El Generico wrestled in <laughs> AEW. <laughs> well, two who, different gimmicks. Who is going to watch the orphans while El Generico wrestles? <laughs> Natural. <laughs> um, will El, imagine El Generico comes and joins Andre Andreas. That'd be amazing, uh, Andreas. Like uh, Luchadors. I love that you can't. You're in. You're. It's impossible for you to say Andrade. Andrade. Every, sing, every single time we've mentioned him, you've called him andrada i think you called him andromeda once it's a bit amazing <laughs> i don't ever want to meet him i'll fuck it up i'll be like very nice you 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 very nice to meet you andy Ann. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you mr charlotte flair <laughs> um rick flair uh i don't know uh he took a great picture with Marty, uh, with Marco Stunt, and yeah, said, and called him Lil Nate, yeah. and said <laughs> that uh, that he's the, the the original, he's the new Lil Nate, and it's just so funny because Marco Stunt is just such a, you know, like he just, I just like it. It's like, look at we got him, we throw him at things. That's what we do yeah. with him. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got fucking tossed by Luchasaurus. Oh, he did. He did. Wow. He yes. threw him a good 30 yards. Insane. <laughs> he fell back into shotgun and just launched. Oh, my God. Um, David Meltzer from Wrestling yeah. Observer 
Said it was all-time classic show. Yeah. He praised the steel cage match. Uh, said it was the best steel cage match he is, may have ever seen. Um, he also said the rest of the show, all the matches besides QT Paul White were at least really good. So, you know, it, the event was the most watched AEW pay-per-view ever. And not only that, WWE doesn't even do pay-per-view anymore. Well, they can't. No, they well, can't. They, they fucked it up. Pay-per-view, I they guess. Fucked, you know? Everything is, but they fucked it up. Yeah. You know, it's like they you really know how successful you are by the PPV buys. You know what I mean? Yeah, your pay-per-view buys or your house show numbers, but Yeah. So WWE, they don't even know. Like they really they should have just even kept wrestling like you with the network, you get every pay-per-view of the year except for WrestleMania. So they should have left one to be something you have to pay for on its own. Yeah. To show you that yeah. they still are good at paper, because without the pay per view ratings and sales, how do you know that you're doing well? Your subscribers to your WWE network, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. And then you're like, and then you're going like, wh- how many subscribers and how many people are actually watching? So oh, yeah. you know, um, yeah, whatever. We'll see. So, yeah. uh, but what a card! What a week it's been. What a week. What It's been a fantastic week. It's been a fantastic card. Yeah. Hey. Um, hey. I, <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Harry Carey. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, uh, now I'm working this weekend. I am in uh, at Levity Comedy Club out in Hamilton. But Super Kicked is running this week in Toronto. Yeah. They're running their first show. And uh, this might be the first show back in Toronto, the first indie show to come back in Toronto. Yeah. So I would imagine that they are where they always are at the um, at the corner of Queen and uh, I think it's Dovercourt at the Grand nice. Hall. Um, they usually run there. So if you are in Toronto and you're you got the itch to go see some wrestling, that's where you scratch it. You scratch it on Queen Street. Queen Street West, the Grand Hall, right on Dover Court and uh, and Queen. And uh, believe me, folks, these shows now, I don't know how they're going to be, for so, if they're going to be social distance or how many people are going to be in there, but usually they're pretty tight. So uh, I'm just saying, if you're a wrestling fan, get out there and support indie wrestling. You know, they uh, these guys have been on the shelf longer than comedians. And we've been on the shelf long enough. And, uh, oh, before we talk about it, before we leave, uh, speaking of local comedians and and, and, uh, and, um, and wrestlers, did you see the unfortunate circumstance that happened to RJ City this past week? No. All right. So I noticed one day on RJ City's tweet on the Twitter, he tweeted this thing about, just because somebody or just because something happens with the Golden Girls doesn't mean everybody needs to tweet at me about it. I'm not the mayor of Goldenvilleville, of Golden Girlville. Something okay. along the lines of that. It sounded pretty yeah. bitter. Uh, I didn't understand what it was about. And then I, um, 
and I saw it on maybe Saturday or whatever, uh, like or the Saturday of the last week. Uh, okay. You know, I can't remember when I saw it, but I saw it as, on the weekend. And yeah. then I was on YouTube and I saw what happened after um, Rampage, uh, where CM Punk was in the ring and he was attacked and then Luchasaurus and Jurassic Express came out and saved him. Yeah. And after the show, CM Punk sang to Jungle Boy the Golden Girl theme song, Thank You for Being a Friend. This is oh. something that RJ City has done in the ring before. Uh, he is kind of the Golden Girls aficionado of professional wrestlers. His finisher is called the Knee Arthur, uh, where he does expose a knee pad with, with B. Arthur's face on it. And he hits you with B. Arthur, the knee Arthur. Okay. Um, so I understand now why everybody would have been tweeting at RJ because CM Punk just did his shtick. And, but it's wow. just like, it's like Dave Chappelle doing your closer on his new special. You know, what the fuck are you supposed to do when your yeah. gimmick is you're kind of that Golden Girls guy? But I'll tell you what to do. You fucking take, you take the lemons and you make lemonade. Yeah. You fucking you cut up pro- the best in the world. You got YouTube. He calls himself the best in the world. There's no reason for him to be stealing your shtick. You yeah. RJ City needs to get on the YouTube get and call it. out fucking um uh, CM Punk and Jungle Boy. You should be ashamed for even letting this happen because you're part of CM Punk's celebrity family feud family. So I don't know Ooh. if Jungle Punk knows, but Jungle I know David. Punk. Ar- <laughs> Jung- Jungle Punk, <laughs> the best. <laughs> That's a new tag team: CM Punk and Jungle Boy. Jungle Punk. Jungle Punk. The Jungle Punks. That's where Jungle Boy becomes an adolescent. Yes, he's Jungle Punk. <laughs> CM Punk adopts him from Luchasaurus, and he becomes Jungle Punk. Um, but anyway. Uh, I just think RJ City should take this and he should fucking run with it and yep. uh, try to get uh, maybe the fourth door will open and RJ City can walk out on AEW. And that even if he gets crushed by CM Punk in like three minute match, that's worth it. It's something. He's there. You know? He's there now. Anyways, Reese. Come on, RJ. Come on, RJ. Come on. <laughs> Reese, uh, where can we find you? What's going on? Tell us what is up. Find me at Reese Turner. Uh, my social media R E underscore Reese T. Uh, this week, uh, Saturday, uh, uh, the eleventh, I think, is Saturday. Uh, yeah, I'm at the Crazy Canuck uh, for the Rusty Nail Comedy awesome. uh, show. Crazy Canuck. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but. That's pretty much it this week. Uh, I got the Late Night Sesh, which uh, is now on YouTube. So look up uh, Kelly's Green Lounge and the Late Night Sesh. Uh, watch our first episode. We premiered last night, uh, and we had an animal expert Ooh. Uh, who came on, and we fed a snake Ooh. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, for Reese Turner, I'm Casey Corbin. And uh, this ain't the end, folks, because right now, I'm going to throw it to me and Michelle Shaughnessy, and we got what you want. We got your weekly heels review right now. So, Casey and Michelle Shaughnessy, take it away. (laughs) 
folks, it's time once again for the Heels Review. Uh, this episode of Heels on Stars was the second episode, the Dusty Finish. The first episode being kayfabe, this was the Dusty Finish, as the wrestlers at DWL worry about the fallout from the previous show. Jack struggles with what direction to take the narrative and the league, especially after an enticing offer from FWD as Charlie Gully. So uh, there we go, folks. That's what the episode's about. Michelle Shaughnessy, the Heels expert, the reviewer of The Glow, alumni of the show, former roommate, don't you know? Michelle Shaughnessy's here right now. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm good. How are you? I am great. I am great. Um, uh, what did you think this week of this uh, this week's episode of Heels? Okay, let's do this. First of all, I like it much better than the first. Not that I didn't like the first, but we talked on the last podcast about how I found it very slow. Yes. Action. I did not find that with this episode. No, right they, away, no way, man. They started off fucking. Yeah. Uh, they started off with tits. Like, I was like, okay, we're into this. Tits. Um, and it just got better from there. So it was like action to me all the way through. Um, so I wanted to get that out of the way before we go into like the little details. So it had me hooked and I really liked that. Yeah. Um, I think one of the main things I like about this episode is it really showed a lot of power from all the female characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was really good because they were, they, in the first episode, they seemed very secondary. Um, like Crystal and uh, Stacy, Jack's wife, they seemed very secondary in the first episode. And this is the second episode where you can see that they're, no, they're actually going to have storylines and be strong and be powerful. Uh, and I really appreciated that. Yeah. And, and, and in two scenes specifically, you have like uh, the scene at the end of the fight where they're at the karaoke bar. The bar fight. The yeah. bar fight where it ends with Crystal giving a Hurricanrana to uh, the guy out on the pavement. And it was that just like. Was fucked. Like that was a fucked up thing. And nobody paid attention to it. Like even in the car on the drive back, she's like, what do you guys think of my finisher? Like they just ignore it. I like, know. It was so bullshit. I was like, what the fuck? Like that girl just fucking took that guy out with her leg. It her also. Tiny Leg. It also reminds me of the old uh, Brent Butt bit. The Brent Butt, who of Corner Gas fame, Canadian comedian, mm-hmm. he used to have a bit in his stand-up act. He's like, uh, "Hey, uh, you ever think you ever wish professional wrestling was real? Can you imagine being a real fight and knowing all those moves?" He's like, "If I was having a real fight, I'll tell you the first move I'm going with: flying head scissors." And <laughs> basically, that's what she went for: was the flying yeah. head scissors. Was her first move, and it was fantastic. And then yeah. the wife, you see her moment of strength when she's like, fuck that squirrel, and she just fucking kills it with the gun. <laughs> yes, I really, like, did not see that coming. And that's when I was like, okay, she's, you know, a strong woman. And I, I really appreciated that storyline for her. Like, it wasn't a huge storyline, but it was something to kind of show that she's more than just, if you know. she, If he doesn't take care of it. She'll be TCB herself, taking care of business. I like that a lot. And so this episode mostly focused on Ace's downward spiral, which was really fun to watch. Um, it's always fun to watch characters in TV shows, you know, go on like drunk oh, yeah. episodes and stuff. So it really focused on that. And I thought that was really cool. Um, and, you know, I don't want to spoil it too much, but it really showed that the brothers do love each other. Like, obviously, at the end of... Uh, the first episode, which we talked about, they had that huge fallout um, when Jack totally fucked over Ace when he was supposed to be getting scouted. 
And then towards the end of the second episode, he apologized and promised he would do right next time if he ever if Ace ever gets another shot. So I think that was really cool that they had this huge thing because I thought at first I was like, obviously they're gonna have rivalry throughout the whole series. Yeah. That's been made clear. But I thought that they were gonna drag out that one thing. Oh yeah. And they didn't. And I really liked that. No. Because that's what family does, right? You yeah. fight, you get over it, you fight, you get over it, you fight, you get over it. So I really thought that that was really good arc for um, the family storyline to kind of get that out of the way. I'm sure we'll talk about it again. But now it just opens up the door for more brotherly storylines. Yeah, it does. And uh, I love that we, we got to take a view into more of the city of Duffy or the yeah. town of Duffy. And we got to see, like, what where do they go on a Thursday night? You know, and they go, like, where is, do they have a karaoke place and a place where they play pool? And I just, I love the scene of, like, uh, you know, the yeah, guy. we didn't see any matches at all. No, no, there were no matches at all. But it was a great, it was a great like episode with, with a lot of action. Like, that bar fight was amazing. Um, amazing. You know, and, and uh, you know, and, the, and, and then I like the idea of where at the end, where Crystal kind of gives the idea that, you know, you two together both make a great heel team. Agreed. You know. And she's the one that floats the idea out there that he should be a heel, you know? Yeah. And, and that sort of surprise, but that will probably carry forth into the next episodes. Probably. And now we see how desperate Ace is. Because in the first episode, he was riding high. He was going to get scouted. It was pretty much a done deal on Wild Bill's end. And then in this one, it, when he calls Wild Bill, and Wild Bill's like, yeah, like I've got your 14 messages or whatever like we yeah. see like how desperate he is how bad he wants this and now it was like just taken away from him you yeah. know and you never know when you're gonna get that shot again no so i think it makes for a much better um characters are more exciting to watch when they're desperate i think so too and i think you know like ba like like friday night lights it's like this show has sort of a um I don't know, not a sad theme to it, but it's like, it's not, it's not feel good, but it's like melancholy, you know, that type of thing where it's sort of like, you're, you're not, you're like, it's just, we're just surviving down here. Mm -hmm. That's all we're doing is that we're not thriving. We're just surviving. And that's what it feels like. And uh, I don't know if this is the type of stuff they say in their promos, but, um, but that's something. And, um, you know, and, uh, like we're two weeks ahead in the real world on the show and I know what happens and, and like, it's great. Like the, the show, the, the story keeps continuing and it, and it gets better. I find each week as the show builds up. Um, yeah, okay. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we only get 10 episodes of heels and then, you know, and then it's, uh, you know, like every other series that you love, you get, you, you see the 10 episodes and then you you pray that you get another season, you know, and yeah. and you never and then you never even know when you're going to find out if you're going to get another season. Like some things are like halfway through the season, they're like another season. You're like yeah, and like but or you have to wait two years for another season. You it, know, yeah, like Ozarks or the boys. Like come okay, on. By the time Westworld started again, I didn't remember anything. Oh my god! By the time Westworld three started, I didn't care, and I watched I'm, the first I one. And I'm like, I'm over this. And I was like, done over it. Where's the West? 
Yeah, where's the West? I was like, yeah, I'm like, can we just go back to the first season that was good? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, instead of the second season that was like, meh, and then the third season that's like, no. So, you know, I'll even go back and watch the horrible movie, um, which is <laughs> which is terrible. But uh, it's very similar to the first. Um, now, also, um, I like that um, you... So, well, this sort of happened. Okay. So I tweeted a, a stars tweet last week during AEW because okay. CM, CM Punk was on AEW, but I referred to him uh, as his uh, heels name, who he plays uh, Ricky Rabies, who mm -hmm. you'll see uh, in next week's episode. And, Good. Um, I'm a giant CM Punk fan. We, yeah. We and, know that. Is, yeah. And CM Punk is there. So when he hit the ring in AEW, I pictured everybody tweeting, CM Punk is back, CM Punk is back. I was like, mm -hmm. Ricky Rabies is in AEW? And <laughs> and I hashtag it, uh, Heels on Stars and AEW. And then one of the wrestlers from the show Heels favorited it. So, oh, that's so good. Yeah, it was the um, the guy that's the big – he's sort of like the, the big heavy set guy that uh, – that sort of wears the Hawaiian punch shirts open. Yes, yeah, he is also in, I believe he's in the show You. I don't know if you've seen that, but I was like, I couldn't figure out where I knew this guy from, and that's where I think he's from. Yeah. Um, and he's a great actor, and he's really good in it. Well, in he's... both the shows. Yeah, like in this episode, he's like, where they're going to buy the, the baby a gift, he's like, get the panda. The panda means hope. Get the panda, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, or maybe that's the next episode. It's one of the episodes, but anyways, this guy was nice enough to tweet at us or to favor to tweet. So I might, uh, try to slide into his DM and, uh, oh, God, see, you're and, going for it. and see if he wants oh, maybe, to come on the show. It might actually not be. What's that? From that other show that I thought it was. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. They're both good actors. Yeah. Not to take. Uh, the rock shtick or anything, but it doesn't matter. So, speaking of wrestling <laughs> shows, uh, I wonder if he's getting renewed. So, who knows? D now, I knew, no, Jungle Cruise, they're getting a Jungle Cruise, too. Of but, course they are. Yes, of course they are. Uh, but I also wonder, is the Young Rock coming back next year on NBC? I'm curious to that. Oh, I have not heard anything about that yet. Um, we should talk We should... I should watch. I should binge the whole season, and then. Uh, well, then you'll have something to do after you're done uh, the heels reviews. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you, you, then you, you, you can't cut me loose. No, and I can... also want to apologize. Um, oh, apparently there is going to be a season two of what heels? Yes, it has been renewed. No, season two of Young Rock. So. Season two of heels. You've heard it here on TNW no, Pod. For... No, nope. okay, sorry. Young what was Rock. it? Um, I want to apologize for last week when I said that the actors in heels have better bodies than any wrestlers that I've seen in independent wrestling matches. I feel really bad for that. So if you're offended and you're like, what the hell? I have a hot body and I'm an independent wrestler. You could just send me a photo. Yeah. Of your hot body. So oh. I know and I'll do better next time. So yeah. I think that would be a good thing to do. All right, Psycho Mike, you heard her. Um, <laughs> you send that picture to Michelle Shaughnessy, care of TNW Pod. He's also yeah, alumni on the show. I'll, I will definitely, if you send me a photo of your hot body and it's better than the guys on heels, I will publicly apologize on the next podcast now, and she post is, your photo. She is talking to indie wrestlers, not me <laughs> and not you listening. So 
Do Please. not be sending dick pics to Michelle or, or body pics to Michelle or any pics to Michelle unless you're an indie wrestler. Well, and... a wrestler can chime in too if they want to, but, well, you know, uh, I'm sure not, I'm sure they don't care what uh, what I have to say about their bodies. But, you know, if you're a pro wrestler and you're listening and you got a hot body, just just shoot me a photo. It takes two seconds. I think if you're a pro wrestler and you're wrestling without a shirt on, you're pretty comfortable <laughs> with who you are. It, that's true. That's true. I mean, it's not about being comfortable with who you are, though. Uh, you know, it's about my opinion of your hot body. So, all right, there we have it, uh, Michelle Shaughnessy's <laughs> opinions on hot bodies. And uh, if do are there any independent wrestlers that you like out there that have hot bodies? I don't know. I will have to watch watch more and see. Um, maybe I should wait for the photos to come in before I make a judgment. There's a few I follow on Instagram, and you know what? I like some of their. Uh, um, I'm not going to name them. I'm not going to name them. You know. Okay. We'll yeah. wait for those. We'll wait for those photos to roll in and uh, see what my judgments are then. All right. Fair enough. You have it here. Photos. Send those photos to. Talking Wrestling Podcast. No, Talking Wrestling at gmail.com. That's where we will see them, and we will uh, we will send them to Michelle. Also, if you know what happened in the elevator with Ryback, uh, also, if you know Ryback, TalkingWrestling at gmail.com, and, uh, and, 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 and in the forward, uh, put um, Michelle Shaughnessy information or something like yeah, that. Yeah, why did you unfollow me? Like, that's all I want to know. It's like I didn't even ask for you to follow me. I tweeted about being in the elevator with you and how nervous I was. Did he even follow you? Did he? And then you unfollowed me. Did he even follow you out of the elevator? He stayed in the elevator. Listen, listen. There was a smile. There was a smile. Oh, those jagged teeth. There was something there. No words, but there was a smile. And then I tweeted at him, and then he followed me. And now I look, and he's unfollowing me. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know if you know, you know, maybe somebody got to him. Maybe he I thought think, about it. Did you make fun of his? Did you make fun of his? Um, his mantra, which was uh, "feed me more." And you know, like, I might have. Looking back like, on our old hashtag games and stuff, I might have made a joke in there. And you were but, like, more like "feed me snore." <sighs> more like "feed me less, you getting too big." No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I might have made a joke. It's what I do. But I thought we were elevator friends, and now uh, I can't even get. Follow back, so it makes me mad. So I, I, you know, to get back at him. Yeah. Back, so. <laughs> you know, hey, like, look at. Yeah. You know, Sting was not rude to you that weekend in the commissary, and no, he, uh, he he was just sitting there in his makeup, staring at the wall. When can I get out of here, please? Yes, exactly, exactly. He was nice. Um, everyone else has been nice so far. You know, nobody else has. No, for no Decided reason. Decided that I wasn't good enough. For no yeah, reason. Friends, but that's okay. That's fine. I'm over it. Awesome. If he follows me back, if he follows me again, I'll follow him back. Well, there we go. The first move here. Uh, and so. if Ryback follows me, I will uh, call the police. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do not want him following me. Uh, folks, Michelle Shaughnessy, where can we see you and what do you have going on? Can you, you need to plug any of your... Things going on, or your? I don't have anything to plug. Just follow me online. Follow me on Instagram at Michelle's Funny. Like some of my thirst traps. Go to Spotify and listen to Michelle Shaughnessy as well. Her new album Botox, which is still Botox fairly it. new, uh, got a five star out of five star rating, uh, courtesy of Toronto Now magazine, 
and it's very hard to get even any rating from that magazine, let alone a five-star rating. So check out her album, Botox. And, Botoxic. Uh, Botoxic? Okay. Yes. Oh, I never even got the um, the, Chris, the the Britney Spears reference. I never, you know, because she's toxic and you're Botoxic. Exactly. I never even got it. Exactly. All right. There we go, folks. Michelle, thanks for coming on the show uh, this week. We'll talk to you next week with episode three. Yeah. And uh, and until then, um, you know, enjoy uh, enjoy taking thirst trap pictures and putting them up on Instagram. Thank you. You're welcome. And there we go, folks. There we have it. The Heels Review this week. Thank you, Michelle Shaughnessy, for joining us today uh, for the Heels Review, Heels on Stars. And thank you, of course, for Reese for joining me as well on the podcast uh, for Never Sleeps Network. This is Casey Corbin uh, thanking you for letting us put a headlock on your ear and letting you know that we'll be back next week and we'll talk at you then. So until then, later, and we'll talk to you next week. I just said that, but you know what I mean. All right. Have a great day and uh, stay safe. Uh, Stay Stay positive and stay hungry by the fire. Stay hungry. We don't have the copyright for the rest of that. Sorry about that. Have a great day. Thank you again. Case Corbin, Never Sleeps Networks, Talking Wrestling. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.